Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. We're always happy to have Ed Marks join us in the studio to fellowship about the life study of Genesis. And this is a very special message, Ed, and I'm glad that you're here to help us with it. Yes, I'm glad to be here again for another life study message from the wonderful book of Genesis. Ed, today's program is going to focus on some very practical and experience-oriented fellowship. We're going to get a personal testimony from Witness Lee regarding how the Lord called him to serve and some critical revelations and realizations that he received very early in his Christian life. And we're going to hear several references to Witness Lee and his time with Watchman Nee in China. For the benefit of those listeners that are not familiar with the Lord's move in China in the first half of this century, maybe you could say a short word. Yes, uh, in the early 1900s, many missionaries went to mainland China, and there was a great outpouring of prayer and people being sent by the Lord to go there to preach the gospel to the millions upon millions of unsaved people in mainland China. And, of course, Hudson Taylor was a great servant of the Lord, used by the Lord to bring the gospel to China. Well, as a result of those faithful missionaries going to China, many of the Chinese people were saved. And one particular young man was saved who became a great gift to the Lord's body, and this was Watchman Nee. He was saved by the Lord in 1920 at the age of 17, and he was a great gift of the Lord to this age for the building up of the church. He was commissioned by the Lord to preach the gospel to teach the truths from the Holy Word. And also, in a particular sense, Watchman Nee saw that what the Lord needs is overcomers, people who would stand against the tide of degradation and live a normal Christian church life for the building up of the body of Christ. Also, Watchman Nee saw that in order to have the built-up body of Christ, we need to meet in a practical way. So he worked in oneness with the Lord to establish local churches all over mainland China. Those of you who are listening, you may be familiar with the books of Watchman Nee. He wrote The Normal Christian Life, Sit, Walk, Stand, What Shall This Man Do? And this is on the spiritual side of his ministry. But he also wrote books concerning the practice of the church life, such as The Glorious Church, Orthodoxy of the Church, and The Normal Christian Church Life. And Witness Lee, of of course, in this broadcast, he will talk about his relationship with Watchman Nee. Witness Lee began to serve the Lord full-time in 1933. From that time until 1950, he was Brother Nee's closest co-worker, and I would say his most faithful co-worker. And he brought the truths that Brother Nee saw there in his work in mainland China to this country in the United States. Brother Watchman Nee was very faithful to the Lord. He was imprisoned by the communists in 1952, and he died there in prison in 1972 as a faithful martyr for the Lord's testimony. 
In this broadcast, you will hear Brother Lee's testimony of his relationship with Brother Nee and of how he began to serve the Lord with his full time in oneness with Brother Nee. Ed, thank you for a marvelous background to really set up this message. Let's look to the Lord and join Witness Lee with today's life study. In this book, the book of Genesis, we see there are two kinds of pillars. One is the pillar of stone. The other, the pillar of salt. We all like to be the pillar of stone. Now, I must tell you, number one, we have to experience Christ in the very subjective way. And number two, we have to be definitely and absolutely in Bethel. Then number three, to set up a pillar. This word is simple, to set up. But setting up includes a lot of perfection. Now we come to the three pillars in the New Testament. We all know Peter was a fisherman. He was a kind of a man without any kind of perfection. When he was called, he was fishing. I tell you, he was raw, R-E-W. He was wild. He was fully not perfected. And the Lord Jesus spent three and a half years over him. You read the four Gospels. Many, many times the Lord spoke, taking Peter as the very object. The Lord dealt with him for three and a half years. And eventually he was perfected. He was perfected. In a good sense, he was set up. On the day of Pentecost, I tell you, he was set up. On the day of Pentecost, he was set up as a pillar there. Now, if you read Acts 2, 3, 4, and so forth, sure you can see, my, in the New Testament temple of God, a pillar standing there. Who is this Peter? No doubt, Peter. Peter is standing there. When Peter stood up, all the angels will say, my, the building of God comes. This is my burden. My burden is not just to release a message to you. My burden is that many of you could see there is the uttermost possibility for all of us to be perfected. To be made a pillar. And our opportunity is much better than that of Peter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are even here in Revelation 3.12. Peter was there in the gospel. In the beginning of the New Testament, we are at the end of the New Testament. We have much better opportunity. But keep this word. That is, you have to experience Christ. And take him as your life. And take him as your person. And live by him. Ed, in these recent messages, we have seen Jacob initially as a natural and untransformed person, eventually becoming a pillar for God's house. 
Now in this section, we have a similar example in the New Testament. Peter also becomes a pillar. What does this show us about the possibility that we could become such a pillar in God's building? Well, when we look at the example of Peter in the New Testament and we see that he became such a wonderful pillar in God's building, standing there in a marvelous way for God's testimony to carry out God's move, all of us should be greatly encouraged that we also can be pillars in God's move. Peter was an uneducated fisherman called by the Lord. And if we look in the Gospels, we see that Peter made a lot of mistakes. But through all his failures, all his mistakes, the Lord worked in him to transform him and make him a pillar for God's building. Even though he was an uneducated fisherman, you know, at one time, Peter and John were brought before the Sanhedrin, and this is in Acts 4, verse 13, it says, as they beheld the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated men and laymen, they marveled and they recognized them that they had been with Jesus. So here are these two men, they're uneducated, and the Bible says they were laymen, but They spoke with such boldness, such authority, such fullness of life, with so much of the truth in a prevailing way. Why were they like this? Well, the key in this verse is it says, they had been with Jesus. We need to realize that what qualifies us, what transforms us, is our being with Jesus. We need to enjoy his indwelling presence day by day. And another verse for our listeners is Revelation 2, verse 17. This verse tells us that if we enjoy Christ as the hidden manna, he will make us a white stone for God's building. As a white stone, as someone who's transformed into a stone for God's building, we become a pillar in God's building, which is mentioned in Revelation 3. Well, the way to become a pillar, a transformed stone for God's building, We need to enjoy Christ as the hidden manna. This means we enjoy him in the most personal, intimate, precious, inward way with absolutely no distance between us and the Lord. We all need to be motivated to enjoy the Lord's precious, indwelling presence in the most personal and intimate way. This is what can perfect us to be a pillar. So we all should be encouraged that we all can be like Peter pillars for God's building. I have to say, I'm encouraged. Thank you, Ed. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. So, the number one thing I would point out today is this. If we do mean business with the Lord, we have to find out where is today's vessel. Otherwise, you'll be in the wrong place, seeking for the right thing. We must be clear what and where is today's vessel. There's no other place for us to be perfected, to be made a pillar in God's building. It has to be in vessel. In 1933, I got uh, burdened, even forced, by the Lord to give up my job. And I had no choice, so I did it. While I was doing this, I got a short note 
from Brother Nee. In that note, he said, Brother Witness, as to your future, I feel that you have to serve the Lord full time. How you feel about it made the Lord lead you. I had a burden for the North Shine. But Brother Nee and the other co-workers all felt that I should move to Shanghai and stay there and work together. Then the Lord showed me, you must get into the one flow that has started from Shanghai. Then the Lord will flow from Shanghai to the north and to other parts of the country. I got clear. So I told him, that's right. Then I moved to Shanghai and I stayed here. This is my point. Okay. From that day, I stayed there. I tell you, I was in the flow. And I was thousand, ten thousand person clear. That was the Lord's flow. And that was the Lord's move. What I was in was really the Lord's move on this earth. In today's world, I realized that was Bethel. Because I knew that I was in Lord's throw. And I realized that throw started already. And I realized also there was a ministry that was responsible for that flow. So, I made a strong decision. I had to forget about all my learnings from the past. This is the point. I dropped all my learnings. It doesn't mean that by that time I didn't know anything. By that time I couldn't do anything. Rather, I did know something. This is my point. My point is what? If you do realize this is the flow of the Lord both on this earth, surely you have to realize this flow has been started. Not by you, but by someone. And there is surely a ministry that is responsible for this flow. Ed, there is an unmistakable point in this segment that we cannot become a pillar just anywhere that we wish. We must become a pillar at Bethel. Perhaps you could say something concerning Witness Lee's experience in distinguishing the place to become a pillar that could give us some help in finding Bethel. Of course, Brother Lee's experience, which he described here, was that when Brother Nee asked him to move to Shanghai for the work in mainland China, Brother Lee saw from the Bible and from the New Testament, that there is only one flow in this universe, and that is the unique flow of life. We can see from 1 John 1, verse 3, that the apostles, the apostle John in particular, he says that he had fellowship with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And he reported what he had seen and heard to the believers that the believers could have fellowship with him. 
in that fellowship which is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. This fellowship, the way we can define fellowship, is fellowship is the flow of the eternal life in and among the believers. This fellowship, this flow is unique. There's only one flow in this universe. When we look at Revelation 22, verse 1, we see that God and the Lamb are sitting on the throne, and out of the throne proceeds a river of water of life. This river of water of life that comes out of the throne and that is flowing in us right now is the one flow in this universe. When Brother Lee saw that there was only one flow, he realized that if God was going to do any work, it had to flow out of Shanghai in the one flow of God's move. Well, practically, how does that apply to us? How can we test whether we're in God's move or not, whether we're in the place of God's choice? The way we can test this is, is the Lord flowing in us in a prevailing way? Do we have the flow of life within us? We need to treasure the sweet flow of life in our being and give that flow of life in our being the preeminence. This is how we can test whether we're in Bethel, the house of God, the place of God's choice. I would like to mention Psalm 133 also. This psalm says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in oneness. Well, when brothers are dwelling together in oneness, there is the blessing of life. That means life is flowing in your being. We all need to pay the price to meet together with believers in oneness. When we do that, we will enjoy the prevailing flow of our being, and we can have the inward assurance that we are in the center of God's move. Ed, thank you for the first John and also Revelation 22 in relationship to this flow of God's move. And I would like to stay on this point for just a moment. We also see this term in the Gospel of John, a well-known verse, chapter 7, verse 38, in the Lord that says, He who believes into me, as the Scripture said, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And this flow is not just a flow for our salvation, but as we're seeing today, this is really the same as the flow of God's move on the earth. Thank you for the fellowship. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. We have a wonderful conclusion just ahead. Well, I just closed my word. The wisest way is, number one, to believe there should be one flow of the Lord on this earth. In principle, you have to believe. The Lord's still moving on. The Lord's still working. The Lord's still doing something on this earth. So there must be a flow. Among so many activities in Christianity, in the Christian circle, there must be a flow of the Lord's move. This is principle. No one can deny this. For saying this, I must say something more to you. You read your Bible, both Old and New Testament. There has been always one flow. At the same time, the flow was there with Abel. There was not another flow. At the same time, the flow there was with Noah. There was not another flow. And the flow was there with Abraham, not another flow. The same thing down to the end of the Old Testament. There was all the time one flow. Then in the New Testament, one flow. Right? This is the principle. Okay. As the Lord still living, still moving, 
still working on this earth, in principle, today on this earth, there must be one soul. This is the principle. Number one, we all have to believe this. Number two, based upon this, we have to find out where is this soul. It's worthwhile to travel, to study. And I tell you the truth, I did it. Before I jumped into this hole, I did my search and research the uttermost. I am not a stupid person to follow anything blindly. I give up my job, I give my family, I give everything really for something. I don't like to sacrifice my sacrifice. I spent most time to study, eventually I got convinced, this is the flow. So, over 45 years, I never doubted about this flow. Number one, you have to believe there should be such a flow. And number two, you have to find the flow. Number three, get yourself into the flow. Once you get yourself into the flow, I tell that's it. I know nothing. I was there with Brother Nee since the day I told him yes, I'm clear that I have to move here in Shanghai and work together and learn a few brothers. From that day, the decision was made by me, I dropped everything. I just followed that unique ministry. Ed, we've had Witness Lee's personal and touching testimony of his giving up his own work to join himself to the one flow producing Bethel. We pointed out earlier, this one flow is seen in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, isn't it? Yes, we can see in the New Testament that when the Lord began the church life at Pentecost, here the apostles were there in Jerusalem, thousands got saved, and the church life began there at Jerusalem. And we can see the Lord was flowing there. He was flowing in the apostles. He was flowing in the believers. And all of his work was from that flow in the apostles to flow out to the whole earth. God's move began at Jerusalem, and then it went to Antioch. That was the one flow of life in the apostles and in the believers flowing out of them to flow God's move to Antioch. Then, from Antioch, God moved in that one flow to Asia. Then, from Asia, he moved to Europe. We can see that when Paul was moving in that one flow, he had a vision in Acts 16, a dream, where there was a man of Macedonia saying, come over and help us. That was the move of God's flow from Asia to Europe. And if we look throughout church history, we can see that there is only one flow of God's move on this earth. If we look in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, we can see that God has certain works he wants to accomplish in every age. We call that the ministry of that age. For instance, Moses was used by the Lord in a particular time. Well, with Moses, there was the ministry of that age. Then we go later in the Old Testament. We see Elijah. Well, with Elijah, there was the ministry of that age. If you wanted to be in the center of what the Lord was doing, you had to be with Elijah. If we look in 2 Kings chapter 2, we can see that Elisha recognized that the Lord's move was with Elijah. So in 2 Kings chapter 2, he tells Elijah, he says, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. 
he recognized the center of the Lord's move was with Elijah. And so he stuck with Elijah to the very end. Well, we would like to tell our listeners that God still has a move today. And we all need to pray, Lord, I like to be in the center of your move. I like to be in the center of your one flow of life in this universe. If we look in church history, we see that Martin Luther was a particular servant raised up by the Lord as a minister of that age. And we believe, and if you look at church history, we all, all of us believers, need to be in the one flow, the unique flow in this age. And what is that flow? That is the flow to produce overcomers who will pay any price to build up the body of Christ to consummate the new Jerusalem. May we all pay the price to enter into the one flow of the Lord's move in this universe. And I believe we all want the Lord to answer that prayer in our own lives. Thank you today for your fellowship. You have been listening to the Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. If you would like more information about this program, then please call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can also send us email at radio at lsm.org. For a free download of this program, or to find more information, visit us online at lsm.org. If you've enjoyed what you've heard from this Life Study of Genesis, then we encourage you to freely distribute this program. It's available in MP3 format. Again, it can be downloaded from lsm.org free of charge. Yeah.